Welcome to a new episode of It's Not That Bad Podcast. I'm Fern here with Dom. Yeah, I'm here. Okay, Dom. So, I don't know if you know this. Okay. What do I know now? But Into the Spider-Verse came out this weekend. Okay. Let's just say it wasn't as remarkable as I think people thought it was going to be opening-wise. Okay. Now, this technically has the highest rated, uh, like, cinema score of out of all the, the Spider-Mans or something like that. Yeah. It's like an A+. Plus. Out of all the Spider-Mans. Spider-Man, Spider-Mans? Spider-Mans. Spider, Spider-Man I. Spiders. <laughs> so, it's not, it's not necessarily that. But it's the numbers. Now, with the numbers comes a lot of criticism on both sides. Now, people say, well, movies in December don't do as well as, you know, other movies, right? And the only ones that have done extremely well are like Star Wars and stuff like that, right? And, And people are saying that this is kind of in line with most movies, you know, similar to this. Okay. Other people are saying, well, it's such a good movie that it doesn't matter. Apparently, it's gotten uh, a, like greenlit for two more movies. Um, and, you know, it's like, oh, Sony did really Sony did really well with Venom and now this, et cetera, right? But here's the thing. Obviously, Aquaman opened in China like a week or two ago, two weeks ago, I think. Mm. And... As of this day, today, I believe just in the Chinese market, it's already made about 250, 260 million, and it's set to open this week. Correct? Yeah. But here's the thing. Remember we talked about the Amazon thing? Mm-hmm. Apparently, it did really well. Not, I know what you're thinking, not like, didn't do like 50 million or anything, but it did... Uh, want to say they say like it was around three million maybe a little bit more or something like that right i guess they're saying that that plus the chinese thing plus you know it coming out you know for the the december release that it could be a home run for dc mm. now we know <laughs> we have a lot of things we have to say about dc correct that that's true my thing is, do you think that because of Aquaman, and let's say Aquaman does succeed, do you think that it could it could destroy what Sony's trying to do with Spider-Man? Because when you break it down, it doesn't seem that big of a failure. Mm. And, you know, they say the movie's really good. True. But Venom didn't really go against anything similar to where it could, you know, be taken out here or there, right? So some people were talking about um, that maybe that's why it did so well is that people saw this and were like, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. And uh, just to be, you know, playing both sides, the Deadpool, um, Once Upon a Time in Deadpool, it came out this weekend. And I think it only made like like 300, like 3.5 million. Mm -hmm. So just 
doing the Amazon Prime thing for, I believe it's a day. I think it was only one day. It was only one day? I think so. It made around $3 million. That's literally almost the same amount that Deadpool did. And Deadpool has this fandom and whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So Aquaman could be a, 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 a home run for DC, but... Do you think that because of what's happening right now, because we've seen this before where movies get buried and then things that were planned out didn't happen. That's true. Do you think that this could not only affect the Spider-Man cartoon whatever series thingy, or do you think... universe. Or do you think that this could uh, snowball into Sony kind of saying like, "Ah, we thought we had something, but it's not planning out. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw something in that's gonna that's gonna wreck everything that, that you not everything but like your your idea of Sony for Spider Man right Amy Pascal because I feel like she's gonna kind of barrel through it no matter what which is kind of what she did with with Venom right where even though like Marvel didn't really want to say like oh like we're we're not. We're not jumping ahead of anything. Like, yeah, Spider Man's in this, or he's coming to the MCU, but we're not. We're not sure of anything. And she's just sitting there, like, yeah, he's gonna be in everything now. <laughs> he's in the next one. He, he's oh yes, we're gonna have a whole Sinister Six movie, Venom. We're gonna have this. We're gonna have that. And then and Kevin, yeah, and Kevin Feige's just like, he's like, you fucking bitch. Yeah, kind of thing. Where it's like, I feel like. I could see, because I feel like the good word of mouth to that, like, oh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. I feel like it could still, like, I don't think it's going to be buried. It would probably be, like, number two. I feel like Aquaman uh, is going to be the number one. But, like, it depends on, like, what audiences think, because I've seen so many contradictory things where they're like, yeah, this is good, or that's good, or for the most part, it's pretty good. It's it's the best DC. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. This opening weekend Mm. is Aquaman. Yeah. I think slated for close to 70 million. Uh Uh-huh. Mary Poppins, which, oh my you know, God. already has. I think that, has, that might just be them. Around. Already has, like, the buzz around, you know, yeah. the Academy and whatnot. <clears throat> and I believe that's maybe close to 30. And then Bumblebee, which. Oh, my God. I know you're not a fan of, but it does have a fandom. I know. what I heard this one's actually, like, pretty good. Yeah. <clears throat> so let's just play this out, right? Let's say Aquaman does exactly what it does. Let's say all the movies do exactly what it does. Yeah. Now, us being the people that we are, of course, we want to see, you know, all these movies. But there's a good chance that people similar to us or even people that aren't as invested are saying, oh, yeah, that's a that's a, a Spider-Man movie, but it's a cartoon movie. Yeah, I could, see I could put that. Aquaman instead. And yeah. then maybe they're on their break and they're like, Oh, well, yeah, I could see that, but, oh, hey, there's a new Transformers? Oh, wait, wait, there's a Mary Poppins movie, too? Well, see, that's what I was thinking. I was like, well, like, my, me wanting to go see the movie probably in that, in order would probably be, like, Mary Poppins, Transformers, Aquaman, and then probably Into into the Spider-Verse. Because I feel like I could wait till later and see Into the Spider-Verse, and it would be like, 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 it's all died down, and, like, like, it's, like, a few months later. Or, like, you know what I mean? Like, next month, I could just wait and see it. And and some people were saying that, well, look at what Jumanji did. Mm-hmm. I believe Jumanji made 
uh, I think a little bit less than what uh, the Spider-Man movie. But then didn't it come back? Like yeah, well that was the thing is that it it was doing solid for oh, I think almost two months. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying is like, but it didn't have to go against a Mary Poppins movie. It didn't have true. to go against a Transformers movie. It didn't have to go against a Aquaman movie, right? Yeah, like, but I don't. I know what you're saying, right? Because she is very, you know, this is going to happen, yeah. right? But as much as that is true, it's also about money. Oh, and yeah. if they're not getting their money's worth, I mean, we saw it with Star Wars. We thought Solo was fine. We yeah. know it wasn't the greatest film, but we thought Solo was fine. We love Rogue One. We like the idea of having these little side stories. Yeah. But... These nerds were like, oh, no, that's not Hans. Oh, I don't want any of this. Yeah. Where's I, my Luke at? Why can't we be in the Star Wars universe where you can say the N-word all you want? Um, Yeah, we've seen this happen before, though. And yeah. that, and I would say Star Wars is a bigger thing than what Sony's trying to do. And I think it's, right now, I think it's rivaling... Uh, you know the MCU. I believe. Yeah. I think they're pretty much, yeah. you know, on on point with one another. But see, here's here's my thing: is that she can do and say whatever she wants, just like um, Kathleen Kennedy can do and say whatever she wants. But here we are coming in from, you know, the end of the year, and now all of a sudden we're not getting any of these like. Uh, Side stories, you know, we might not get, I mean, at least we're not getting as much as we thought we were going to get. We might not even get any of them. We don't really know for sure yet. Yeah, because they canceled, like, almost all of them, except for, like, the Obi-Wan, right? Maybe. Which, maybe, which that, that we don't even know about that one. Yeah. So, my thing is, though, is that I think Sony wanted to do so well, and, and they still did, because Venom did very well. They could still try to say, like, well, you know, the live-action Venom went well, so maybe we just cancel the cartoon ones, and then we'll do the Morbius movie. People love Morbius. That's what we'll do. Do people even know who Morbius is? (laughs) But I'm also thinking, like, I wonder if, because we talked about before, fan reaction would matter in that point, because, yeah, sure, you get another live-action spider universe bad guy whatever thing but then you got rid of what people said who people watched the movie people said this is their favorite spider-man that they think this is one of the best spider-mans if not the best spider-man movie and they want to see more of this universe spider-mans well some of them are men right because they're women too spider ladies and spider girls and such as therefore spider sapiens uh yeah, I guess. Uh, um, I wonder if that would backlash, right? Because Sony then is just like, no, let's... Okay, this movie didn't do that well. I mean, you know, some people, you know, wanted to win awards, whatever. But Morbius is what you guys are going to get because why it's would like the, Venom. Why would No, Morbius? you like Venom. It's like Venom. We'll one-up it. It'll be Morbius. Morbius. Okay. And Venom and like a kind of like buddy cop movie. Oh my god! I don't know. Box offices are weird. They are weird. But as much as we don't like, 
we're not people who always have to follow box office trends, right? No. We don't really care. Uh, but man. it does matter in this sense where you have a movie that it could yeah, be true. good, but if it doesn't perform well, why would you want to pit more? That mere mortal, not mere mortals, um, <laughs> mortal engines. <laughs> that mortal engines movie fucking tanked. Yeah. I, I don't even, I think it was like six million. And yeah, the, and opening weekend, and the budget's like well over a hundred million. Isn't it Peter Jackson? Yeah, and and like that fucking tank. And let's just say, let's just say they were like, oh yeah, this is the first of a uh, of five movies. It's like no, there's no fucking way you're gonna uh, make five uh, movies. Like I don't know, uh, it, the, this stuff does matter, and it is interesting because. I've heard nothing but good things about, you know, Into the Spider-Verse. And I will watch it. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not going to watch it. I'm not saying that, yeah. you know, anything like that. I'm just kind of more intrigued. I'm like, I wonder how this is all going to play out. Because if Aquaman does as well, and it pretty much, let's say it does kick, re-kick, or it does revitalize what DC's trying to do, that's that's a whole different thing. But if, if it... <laughs> If it does do as well as as people think it's gonna do, yeah, then it bearing Spider Man could actually matter because it's and it's not just Spider Man being buried, right? Mm. But it's Spider Man being buried by a DC movie. Yeah, if it yeah. was if it was Transformers and Mary Poppins, yeah, you could still make the argument though. It's like well. Yeah, but you know, Transformers already have had like decade of yeah. movies, and Mary and Poppins. Mary Poppins is like this beloved character, and so that's different, right? But no, this is uh, this is people choosing to see a comic book movie, and they're saying, "Eh, no spider geeks, all about water men." Yep, all of Aquaman's. <laughs> Ravenous fans out there. This is the fucking news. A new Emmy's rule change could be trouble for Black Mirror. Um, starting in 2019, the Television Academy is going to set a 75-minute threshold for the el- eligibility in the TV movie category. So, which means, like, you know how some some like TV series they can't classify as like a because it's more of like either an anthology or it's like. Each season is an anthology, so they have to classify it as like, oh, well, it's a TV movie, I guess. Because we've seen that more and more with like American Horror Story, like uh, American Crime Story. Um, uh, yeah, like Black Mirror, where like either each episode is a like, self-contained thing, or each season is self-contained. So they have to classify it as like, well, we can't classify it as a TV show, we have to classify it as a TV movie. But they've been... Awarding like things like Black Mirror, I think was it San Junipero that it was just below that seventy-five minute threshold. So which means like if that rule had been in place before, it wouldn't have counted towards a TV movie. So basically, it's saying like a TV movie has to be like seventy-five minutes or longer, and it's like okay, why don't they just create a new category for these these new anthology series that are popping up, right? No, dumb. Things don't change in Hollywood. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Well, sorry. Sorry if I'm trying to, like, I don't know, change things. 
Uh, no, I definitely think that's going to happen. <clears throat> For sure, because we've talked about this a bunch, that this stuff is changing constantly. And let's just say it comes down to it where something like that, let's say Black Mirror comes out and they have like the perfect episode, better than that, right? Mm-hmm. And people are like, oh, this is amazing. Like, oh, for sure. Oh, they're going to get best, you know, director in this. They're going to get, you know, best acting in it. But it's like, oh, no, well, it's not, it doesn't fit any of our categories. So it doesn't get, gets nothing. Yeah, they're going to be um, Emmy So White. Yeah. And people, you know, it's not, <clears throat> we're not talking about millions of people are going to, you know, uh, riot in the streets. But people are going to start looking at it like, huh, well, we know this is great, but you guys refuse to accept it because it doesn't fit your quote unquote standards. Yeah, you don't want to nominate it because it's a black mirror, huh? <laughs> yeah. Wow. And I feel like losing that kind of credibility that is starting to hurt these things now, right? Look at the uh, Oscars, something so prestigious, something like, oh, an Oscar. <clears throat> now people are like, yeah, we don't want to watch that shit. Oh, so what? They didn't win an Oscar? Who fucking cares? Wait, wait, come back. We want your, your reading. We oh, want the what? Reading. what are they? They're not going to have a, a host this year? Yeah, good. Go fuck themselves. You know what I mean? Like, the thing is, is that it's not just presented to you anymore. Uh, movies and, and, and TV shows and all this stuff, it's so interactive. We can learn so much from one movie by looking on... Working on their Twitter feed, looking on IMDb, watching YouTube shorts, you know, watching all these interviews, you know, next thing you know, it's like, we know everything about this movie. We know about the director. We know why he did it. We know, you know, oh, we know uh, behind the scenes footage. Like, you know what I mean? And it's way more invested that way than having someone say, Phantom Thread is probably one of the best movies of the year. What? (laughs) <laughs> a, a what thread? What the fuck is that? Never heard of that movie. Phantom thread, of course. Everyone's seen it. I I go to movies two times a month, and I've never heard of that movie. Oh, scoff! Like they, he doesn't even like like say the yeah. sound, like sound scoff. He like actually says scoff. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like if you want to say, I don't think that. I don't know if that's true or whatever. Look at what's been happening in the last two, three years of, like, this Me Too movement and these people being outed, like, these stars, these heads of uh, movie productions being kicked out and, you know, left on the wayside. Yeah. Just think about this. Because I, th- I think this is a telltale sign of things are, like, changing for, like, good and, like, uh, and we'll look back as, like, wow, we, were t- we actually changed something with that. Because if... Y- Three to five years ago, you told me, hey, in 2018, for 2019, the Oscars, a superhero film is going to be nominated. I would laugh in your face and be like, what? The Dark Knight was like a few years ago. It wouldn't have been, it's not nominated. And then, like, looking now where it's like, if you look at the shortlist that came out for, like, different Oscar categories, Black Panther leads that, right? So it's like... I, I'm, I'm having this great feeling that Black Panther's probably going to be nominated for Best Picture. And just look at, like, Moonlight winning, right? Like, where a movie that actually was, like, a Best Picture, that actually told a real story, that actually, like, had, like... It was a, a good movie, like, it actually won. And then, like, last year where you have, like, 
Guillermo del Toro winning, and you have like The Shape of Water winning, and you have it like Get Out being nominated, and you, you know these movies that like we've said before, and we've we've said before, like normally in and any of the years before, these movies would never have been even like, oh, what you watch that weird movie, that fish movie, ugh. Get out of here. But yeah, like like a popular slash new wave vision movie director mm. being nominated now as opposed to like well um what did Steven Spielberg do this year? Whatever it is, let's just put him in. Yeah. Which they still they still have a tendency to do because look at the post. Wasn't that wasn't that him? Yeah, and apparently people hate that movie. I know. I apparently yeah. And then Bridge of Spies too, nobody <laughs> liked that one and yeah, it was nominated for Best Picture. Is that and- Tom Hanks? Yes, but it's like, you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> something's changing somewhere where they're like, hey, maybe if we don't just give it to all these prestigious things that we like, maybe we actually nominate things that like real people like, they'd um, actually want to watch this. I don't know. It, I think that this stuff has to change. And if it doesn't change, then the viewership and the people who actually care and that whole industry is going to change for it. And if you, and if these people don't want to give in, then people like us, the 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 new, I guess you could say like the new wave uh, of these filmmakers and, you know, the people that are not only viewing it, the people that are actually making it, it could be easy enough to where we start to, to um, veer off in our own direction, right? And we start doing things where it's like, well, why why do we care about the Oscars? Like they don't even nominate like the legit good. What, what was that? Sorry to bother you. Wasn't nominated. That's ridiculous. Oh, but yeah. yeah see this this award show is like nominating the all the stuff that should be nominated, and then next thing you know, it that could be something that people start looking. Just like, <clears throat> just like we talked about with the blacklist. The blacklist was just oh yeah, this is a collection of scripts that I think are really cool that you know people don't really pay attention to yeah. it. So now it's like oh well yeah oh that's on the blacklist oh of oh, course it was yeah oh procedure and, and that like, was what within uh, a decade plus yeah. right so i don't know i i guess all you can really say is um times they are a changing did you see benicio del toro is gonna play the voice of swiper the fox in Dora the explorer the movie <laughs> really yeah <laughs> I don't care what anyone says. This movie's starting to shape out to be pretty, pretty yeah. cool. I mean, it says, The movie follows a high school-bound Dora, leading her friends and her sidekick, Boots the Monkey, on a Goonies-type adventure to save her parents and solve the mystery behind a lost Inca civilization, which it's obviously going to star Isabel Moner, which we love, and um, Michael Pena, Ava Longoria. I mean, right there, like, Benicio Del Toro. Those those four actors, gold right there. That's going to be a smash hit, hopefully. Unless people here in America see it and they're like, why are all these um, immigrants taking our schools and taking our jobs? And like, oh, like why do they get to play Dora the Explorer? And why does that guy get to play uh, Swiper the Fox? (laughs) It's like, because they're Hispanic? Oh, what? You can't just get like good old, like, white person to play them <laughs> so um he's playing the voice yeah yeah so is he gonna be uh is it really gonna be like a? they're like just gonna a, get a fox they're gonna put a little um like bandana like the 
yeah. thing on it, and then they're gonna throw it down and be like, "Okay, talk to the fox." This could easily turn into like a a Jumanji, right? Yeah, where they, it's so stupid, where it's like they're doing what with Jumanji? Oh, that's so dumb! But then you get the cast and you get the story, and it's like, you know what? I had fun. Three thumbs up. So yeah, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. I I legit can't wait to see the trailer to see what I get out of it because that is a very interesting and uh, they have Diego in it too, right? Yeah, I think so. But they haven't said who's going to play him. Mm-mm. Hmm. I'm just glad that like Isabel Isabel yeah Moner that she's getting um, more work because like we saw her in um, what's it Transformers. Called? Yes, but also in um, Sicario 2, Electric Boogaloo. She was really good in that. Yeah. And I wanted to see Instant Family. Yeah. So. We'll see. We'll see. It's the most wonderful time of the With the kids jingle bell. Merry Christmas! Looks like Martha Stewart threw up in here. This is delicious, honey. It's a little dry. Well, mine's delicious. Mine's dry. Do you want to trade? It's the It's Christmas. It's Christmas. It's Christmas. With those holiday greetings and How are we going to survive Christmas with 12 people stuck in a house with no heat and no electricity? Or food. There's plenty of leftovers, Howard. Beer it is. It's the weirdest thing. There's no cars, no people. How long can this keep up? We heard something on the roof. What the hell is this? St. Nicholas is not coming this year. Instead, a much darker ancient spirit. Those are hooves. Elk or a goat? What kind of goat walks on its hind legs? His name is Krampus. He and his helpers did not come to give, but to take. Hold on to each other. He is the shadow of Saint Nicholas. Gonna happen on Christmas. 2015's Krampus brings a fresh view on an old tale with star power like Adam Scott, Tony Collette, 
The film brings to life the evil, punishment-loving Christmas demon Krampus and places him far away from the old lands of Eastern Europe and brings him into the suburbs of Middle America. Christmas is only three days away, but for Max, the spirit of the holiday is dead and gone. Having to deal with kids at school and his own parents, Max only holds on to his faith because he has his own to fall back on. But when extended family comes to visit, a cousin of his finds his letter to Santa, mocking his belief, making Max feel even worse. So that very night, Max tears up the letter, losing his faith in Santa and Christmas. But that's just the beginning for Max and his whole family. The next day, the neighborhood is hit with one of the worst snowstorms of all time, soon knocking out the power and making communication near impossible. After her sister goes missing when she leaves to check on her boyfriend, his dad Tom and Uncle Howard go out to look for her, only finding her boyfriend's house in ruins. As they make their way back, an unseen creature underneath the snow attacks, with Tom and Howard barely able to escape. When they get back, they understand that something is not right, and the house goes into lockdown mode, as they board up the door and windows and hunker down in the living room. When the flame goes out in the chimney, a hook lures and nabs Max's cousin Howie Jr. And it's only after when Omi explains that everything happening is because of Krampus. She goes on to tell them what Krampus is. And how she barely escaped when she was a kid. Because her family lost their Christmas spirit. Only leaving a single bell with his name as a reminder. And if there was any doubt about what she said, what happens after soon changes that. As toys of all sorts spread around the house and trying to kill and kidnap whoever they can. And if that wasn't enough, elves soon bust through the door, kidnapping Aunt Dorothy, Howard, and his baby cousin. Fearing that they aren't safe where they are, Tom decides they should all move to an abandoned snowplow he saw when him and Howard went out the first time. So when Krampus comes, Omi sacrifices herself in order for the family to make the move. But that wouldn't be the only fatal decision, as his dad, mom, and aunt are all taken underneath the snow, and his cousin is taken by elves. Max escapes and finds his way in front of Krampus and his army of elves. As Max confronts Krampus, he is given a bell like the one his grandma had, wrapped in the torn apart letter, and Max apologizes to him. But even with the apology, Krampus throws Max into a fiery pit. When Max awakens in his own bed, seeing how everything went back to normal, he's excited at first, until he unwraps a present that has the bell Krampus gave him, and the whole family looks on as if they know something isn't right. As the camera pulls out, we see that the family are encased inside a snow globe, alongside countless of other snow globes, spread across Krampus's lair. <clears throat> so, Dom, what did you think? It's, it's good. It's not, I mean, yeah, but it, I mean, it's... It's nowhere near as good as like Krampus Origins uh-huh. or Krampus Unleashed yeah, yeah. or Krampus Returns yes, or Mother of Krampus uh-huh. or um, Krampus versus Santa Claus, Krampus versus Santa Claus or <clears throat> Krampus the Christmas Demon. Uh-huh. It's nowhere near as good as any of that, no, no, but no. I will say it is a very charming film. Yeah. Obviously, being a fan of Trick or Treat. That style is there. Oh, for yeah. Sure. You can talk. So can that definitely adds to it, right? And I will say that it definitely has a feel of like, this is a movie you pop on. You mm-hmm. know, you don't always have to pay attention to it. I mean, obviously, if this is your first time watching it, 
pay attention pay to attention, it, yeah. but <laughs> it's a movie that you could put on and you know it's gonna come on. But it's it's still it's funny, it's entertaining. Uh, with the cast like that and the yeah, material want, they they got, yeah, I think we got something really solid. This is just, I think this is just one of those movies that it's hard to say. Like I love this movie, mm. but I think this is like a like a favorite. You know, it's yeah. definitely a movie that you enjoy without having it to be like like for me, The Water Boy. I love The Water Boy. Mm. That is my favorite movie. This, uh, you know, it's like I said, it's it's in the same vein as Trick or Treat. So just like you put on Trick or Treat for Halloween, you put this on for Christmas. Yeah. And you know what? My nephews who, you know, are fairly young, they love this movie. <laughs> They? Yeah, they've seen it. That's the only reason why I've seen it so many times because I've watched it with them because they, they genuinely love this That's movie. what my mom wants to do. She wants to put it on for my nephews so then she can be like, oh, this is what's going to happen to you. If you're... <laughs> um, <clears throat> Don't you know today is Krampusnacht? <laughs> <laughs> the one thing that I, I genuinely love about like these movies is that they use the uh, practical with the special effects, and you get the best of both worlds, and it doesn't look like shit. Like Krampus looks legit awesome. Like you can, you could Google it, and and uh, I think there's a there's a festival somewhere in like Finland or something mm-hmm. that does like a, a Krampus walk, and some of those things are really cool. But like this. Like, the way that they portray him in this movie was pretty badass. What I think is crazy, too, is, like, what's crazy is, like, this is Michael Doherty's second film, right? Because it's it's Trick or Treat, this, and then it's really going to be Godzilla King of Monsters. And what I like is that you can still tell it, like, it's, like it's, it's a Michael Doherty film. But, like, what I like, too, is that he didn't try the and ambiance. do... Yeah. He didn't try and do, like, Trick or Treat Part 2. You know what I mean? Like, he didn't try to do, like, he he made something different from Trick or Treat. Like, I feel like that's what a lot of people were expecting. Were like, oh, well, he's going to kind of do, like, a Trick or Treat, but for Krampus. And, I and like, but he doesn't give you that. He gives you, like, no, this is, like, a real, like, it's supposed to be, like, here's the real spirit of Christmas. It's that if you're naughty, you're going to get beat with a switch because... That's how they did it in the old days. That's why I'm, I can say colored people. I think that's what I was trying to say with like when you watch this and you watch Trick or Treat, they're not one in the same. Obviously, the horror aspect, yes, I get it. But just the genuine feel of the movie, it's like it's familiar, you know? And it, it does it without being saturated with it. It's kind of like uh, Tim Burton now, as mm-hmm. opposed to Tim Burton like 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. His, his like earlier movies definitely had a feel. Yeah. But I f- and technically you could say he always has had a feel, but I feel like his recent movies they kind of they kind of play on like oh it's a it's a look like this is how my films look yeah right like oh that's how you know you're watching my film just look at it yeah as opposed to i feel like some of the his older movies it's like yeah sometimes like obviously they kind of look somewhat the same but it was it was definitely more of like 
how he was perceiving everyone in the situation, right? How 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 he had, like, yeah, like his um his settings and stuff. They always felt like a certain way, but it just to me, it, and it, it to me, I don't know. It just feels like, and I I I, I hate trying to be like, oh, well, old Tim Burton was, you know, wow, but you know, you know what I mean, like it. Yeah. Just, it just felt different, or yeah, it felt different. And the new is like newer stuff that he's put out. It just kind of feels like he's trying to please everyone by making a quote unquote Tim Burton film. Yeah, you don't get that from this. You don't get that you're you're oh well, everyone like oh look at Trick or Treat like everyone kind of loves what I did here and like so that's what I'm doing with this movie. It's like I I don't know. Mm. Um, I feel like you could you could have not liked trick or treat and watch this and still like it because i feel like the because obvi- obviously it, this isn't an anthology straight up so maybe maybe you hated <laughs> maybe you hated trick or treat because it was an anthology but this isn't so check and like i said the like the the way that the the characters and the whole story and the grandma like i love how when they go, when she's telling her story, it's like a little cartoon. You yeah. Know? Oh, that I like that a lot. Yeah. Like that. See, because it's like it's really good at like changing it up where yeah. it needs to. Where it's like, ooh, it's kind of like claymationy, like stop motiony, like holiday. Like he's see what I what I think re- really works for this movie is that like it gets you into like oh this is like even though it's like a horror film and it's like the antithesis of what you would expect like a christmas movie to be but like it's a, it is a christmas movie like it's about like oh family and like spending time together and you know accepting the faults of your your family exactly it that's what i'm saying it's like when it comes to christmas time and you want to be in the christmas spirit yeah the, you know everyone has their stupid classic movies like Christmas with the Cranks and what, yeah. what have you. Like those really classic or Christmas movies. A Christmas Story 2. Yeah. But with this, it I maybe for us it's a little bit different. Probably. But <laughs> I think I would I would throw this on before I threw on something like Home Alone. I love Home yeah. Alone. Oh yeah. And I actually just on the subject, I actually had a, a greater respect for that movie yeah and kind of just when when you step back and you look at the movie as a whole it's like that's ah, actually like a really solid movie but this plays into like my horror aspect you know mm-hmm. this plays into like this is what i like yeah in all aspects and it does it without it being over the top uh it gets silly in some parts but that's but like that's what it is. Yeah, that's what it's to supposed to do, you know. And anyone who's like, I hate those people who are like, "Whoa, they made like these like sound effects in it, and like that took me out of the movie." It's like, why? Like it's supposed to be like a, it's literally a story about like this guy who comes in to punish children, like because they don't believe in Santa Claus anymore. Like you're telling me that takes me out of the movie. I'm not saying it's perfect movie, and you know the fact that you can. It's so funny because we know how good Tony Collette can be. Oh, yeah. And she's not bad in this movie, but I feel like she knew that she didn't have to be the star of the film. Mm-hmm. And so she played the part perfectly. Mm-hmm. Right? And, yeah. and, and take that idea, and that's what you get from this movie. You get people, and you get the story that 
they just make this kind of one. Like you don't have to have a Krampus too. You don't have to have a Krampus or origin story. You know, you don't have to have any of that. All you you get this one story and it just works and it works well. Um, yeah, and then like even the like the creature designs are pretty good too. Like, yeah, you, you um, talked about like Krampus, but like even just like the the Jack in a Box. Yeah, that thing, and then like the angel thing, the teddy bear thing, and the robot, the, the elf thing, thing, and, and the cookie the thing, thing, and the the snow monster thing. <laughs> No, uh, what you get when you when you watch Krampus is you just get a solid movie that puts you in the mood for Christmas. Yes, it it is like a horror film, but it's not meant to scare you. It's meant to entertain you, and you get something perfect for what it's supposed to be. You know, it's not trying to be the best movie of the year and like win all these Academy Awards. You just get a solid movie with a solid cast yeah, and a solid I, story. I'd put it up there with the the likes, you know, like holiday classics. You know, um, like you said, Christmas with the Cranks, Jingle All the Way, Jingle All the Way Two. You know, um, Christmas Vacation Two. Um, um, Christmas Prince. Christmas Prince. There's going to be a Christmas Prince Two, which yeah. I can't speak for, but it's probably going to be good. You know, th- these great films, you know, that you see out there for Christmas. Like, this is one of those ones that you're like, this is a Christmas movie that I got to watch. Good film. Backed hard. hard. Definitely. Definitely watch this if you want to be into the, the Christmas spirit. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, maybe get a little spooked while you're at it. Yeah. So then when um, this holiday season, when, you know, you, your loved ones, your your kids, your, your friends' kids, your nephews, you know, when they're around and, like, you can tell them the story of, of Krampus and how if they're not, you know, saying their prayers and, like, if they can't recite any, like, Bible verses, you know, that's when Krampus is going to strike. Watch the movie. Watch the movie. You'll like it. Okay, so the segment for this week, um, literally, like, I think a few days after we recorded last time, the Critics' Choice Awards went up. And I I actually kind of wanted to, like, talk about it a little bit because this is the one that I feel like people should pay attention to more because they actually have some better, like, categories for for things because like their their list for best picture for the for the critics is black panther black klansman the favorite first first man green book if beale street could talk mary poppins returns roma a star is born and vice and i'm telling you right now that's probably going to be like that's probably going to be the academy awards right there that's probably what you're going to see and then their best actor is Christian Bale for Vice, Bradley Cooper, Willem Dafoe, Ryan Gosling, Ethan Hawke, Rami Malek, Viggo Mortensen. Best actress is um, Yelitsa Aparicio. For Roma? Yeah. Emily Blunt. That was her first movie, right? Is it? Wow. That's crazy. Emily Blunt, Glenn Close, Tony Collette for Hereditary. Olivia Colman, Lady Gaga, Melissa McCarthy, um, 
Best Supporting Actor, Mahershala Ali, Timothy Chalamet, Adam Driver, Sam Alley, uh, um, Richard E. Grant, Michael B. Jordan. Which, you think he could be nominated for Best Supporting Actor for the Academy Awards? I, I can see it. I would. In all honesty, I would. Because he did give like I a, would say that I like his performance in that more than I like his performance in Creed. Mm-hmm. But I'm not. I'm not trying to take away from Creed. I just think that what he did in Black Panther was better. And then supporting actresses: Amy Adams, Claire Foy, Nicole Kidman, Regina King, Emma Stone, Rachel Weisz. But see, like, see, this is where I, I like this better is because they have a category best young actor slash actress. Elsie Fisher from eighth grade, Thomason McKenzie, leave no trace. Ed Oxenbold, um, Wildlife, Millicent Simmons, A Quiet Place, Amanda Sten- Stenberg for The Hate You Give, and Sunny Soljic, um, Mid-90s, which, did you see Mid-90s? No, I wanted to, but... It was pretty good. Get to go. And I was like, where does that... That kid's from something, Sunny Soljic? And I was like, oh, Killing of a Sacred Deer. But then they also have Best Acting Ensemble. And it's uh, Black Panther, Crazy Rich Asians, The Favorite, Vice, and Widows. Best Director, uh, Damien Chazelle, <laughs> Bradley Cooper, Alfonso Cuaron, Peter Farley for Green Book. And I, I'm, I'm like, I'm still amazed because I'm like, is he going to be nominated for Best Director for Green Book? And it's like, this guy went from doing like Dumb and Dumber <laughs> and There's Something About Mary to Green Book. <laughs> Um, Yorgos Lathamos for The Favorite and Spike Lee for Black Klansman and Adam McKay for Vice. Um, but then they also do like, they have best like production design, best editing, best costume, best hair, you know, basically the stuff like the Academy does, but then they have best visual effects like Avengers, Infinity War, Black Panther, First Man, Mary Poppins Returns, Mission Impossible Fallout, Ready Player One. They have best anime feature like Academy has. But see, here's where I think this really does stand out. They have best action movie. And so it's Avengers Infinity War, Black Panther, Deadpool 2, Mission Impossible Fallout, Ready Player One, and Widows. And see, so you're getting these films that you you wouldn't normally see <clears throat> being nominated and winning these fi- like like these best picture yeah. Awards that they they'd get like uh, their own nomination for. Like well, they that- could if the Academy decided to stick with that new. Was it the new uh, category? Oh, best popular film. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, Just give them a consolation. You guys got rid of it. But then see, they have best comedy, which is Crazy Rich Asians, Deadpool Two, The Death of Stalin, The Favorite, Game Night, which that that's a hilarious movie, and Sorry to Bother You. Finally. Which, man, that should be nominated for Best Picture. Yeah. It really should. It was so fucking good. Best Actor in a Comedy, Christian Bale <laughs> for Rice. Jason Bateman for Game Night. Um, Viggo Mortensen from Green Book. John C. Riley for Stan and Ollie. Ryan Reynolds for Deadpool 2. Lakeith Stanfield, Sorry to Bother You. Best Actress in a Comedy, um, Emily Blunt, Mary Poppins Returns, Olivia Coleman, The Favorite, Elsie Fisher for 8th Grade, uh, Rachel McAdams, Game Night, um, Charlie Theron for Tully. Tully was actually a really good film. 
um, Constance Wu for Crazy Rich, Rich Asians. And then, see, they also have best sci-fi or horror movie. And so it's like, because last year, Blade Runner 2049 won. And it's like, see, it wasn't even nominated for best picture. And this was such a good movie. It was like, oh, God, how do they? It had robots in it, Dom. Uh, it's not a real movie. Oh, it was just too yeah. out there for main for the main oh for those critics who are like, well, I don't even understand it. But like this year, it's Annihilation, which great, Halloween, great, Hereditary, great, A Quiet Place. I assume it's great. I still haven't seen it yet. I need to see that one. And then Suspiria, which I know it's oh, been mixed yeah. a lot, but like I heard that's supposed to be pretty good. And then um, they even do television, too. Because they have, like, basically the, the rest of the categories for film or just everything else you'd see at, like, the Academy Awards. But Best Comedy Series for television, Atlanta, Barry, The Good Place, The Kaminsky Method, Marvelous Miss Maisel, The Middle, One Day at a Time, and Schitt's Creek. Best Actor in a Comedy Series, Hank Azaria for Brockmere, Ted Danson, The Good Place. Michael Douglas, the Kaminsky Method, Donald Glover for Atlanta, Bill Hader for Barry, Jim Parsons for the <laughs> Big Bang Theory, but Andy Samberg for Brooklyn Nine-Nine, <laughs> Best Actress in a Comedy Series, Rachel Bloom, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, Rachel Brosnahan, the Mar- Marvelous Miss Maisel, Allison Janney for Mom, Justina Machado, One Day at a Time, Deborah Messing, Will and Grace, Issa Rae, um, Insecure. Best Supporting Actor is um, William Jackson Harper, The Good Place, Sean Hayes, um, Brian Tyree Henry for Atlanta, uh, Nico Santos, Superstore, Tony Shalhoub, The Marvelous Miss Maisel, um, Henry Winkler from Barry. It's all pretty much what we've seen at like the Golden Globes and stuff. No Westworld? The only thing Westworld got was Thaddy Newton for her portrayal and like a supporting role. Oh, best animated series. Adventure Time, Archer, Bob's Burgers, Bojack Horseman, The Simpsons, and then South Park. South Park should win. Yeah. I mean, like, doesn't that sound like a better list than like, oh, like we're the stuffy Academy and like we're just going <clears> to <throat> nominate these four these eight films for best picture and nothing else gets to be nominated. Yeah, I could see what you mean. I feel like it, it's more variety for things that people actually watch. Yeah. And it's, and I guess there's an argument to be made where it's like, well, cause we're just picking the best film, not the most popular film. But the thing is some of these films aren't the most popular films. They're just, really good films that aren't seen maybe as noble as a movie that has um, Daniel Day-Lewis as the main actor in it. So uh, it, it's not up to that standard. But it's like, no, there's still... There's a lot of great movies that people overlook just because. And something like this, where we see things like Blade Runner and you know getting nominated for things where it's like, yeah, it should because it's awesome. Or... Black Panther gets more than one nomination. It's like, well, duh, because it's awesome. Or Sorry to Bother You, where it's like, oh, hey, look, at the, these people in this movie did really good. It's like, yeah, no shit. As opposed to some random movie that had a opening, you know, and 
December 1st and then, you know, doesn't get shown anywhere except for the fancy movie theaters that, you know, only play the show times, you know, three times a, a day and that's it. You know what I mean? Like it, I don't know. It, I could, I definitely see where you're coming at when, when you say like something like this would be a better mold for like what can be considered a no, the standard or the normal. Cause it's still giving the, the props to you know the actors and the actresses but it's more it's more than that it's it's more of like hey guys look at there's there's more than just this group of films that we say it is it's like look at all this other stuff that okay it's not gonna become best film but maybe it's it's the best sci-fi because sci-fi is just as good as any other thing see because i think that's their problem that they called it like the, the award that they tried to unveil to be like, hey, guys, let's get more people in. It's because they call it best popular film. I feel like to me that... It's belittling? Yeah, because it's kind of like... It's kind of like, you know what I mean? Like best Just because it's popular doesn't necessarily mean that it's It's the bad. best picture. Yeah. But see, like if you were to do something like best, best sci-fi or horror film, you know what I mean? Because then you could have best picture, best sci-fi horror best comedy film because you could even like such like see to me popular film just is like oh well this is what you this is what you plebes think is popular but this is what is actually best but it's like if you said like oh here's the best comedy film best picture you know what i mean best horror sci-fi best picture then it's like oh it is still a best picture but it, it doesn't have to compete with like Oh, Shakespeare in Love. What'd you get? What do you feel better if Best Picture got, I guess, thrown out to the wayside and it was more of um, Best Director was like the. They could go back to what it used to be Best Production is what it was before. When it first started, it was Best best Production, like Movie Production, and then Best Artistic Movie Production or something. They had two. Autistic? Yeah, Autistic, yeah. They had. They essentially had two, but then like years when they when the next one came around, they're like, no, we're gonna get rid of artistic and we're gonna say that the one that won best like production is the winner for best picture. Um, <clears throat> I just say that because when we when we always talk about Oscar bait movies, they're always like the so dramatic that oh it gets to the the heart of everything. But some of those movies are boring as fuck and they're not that good. It's like. It has uh, like some good shots, and some of the actors can overact. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah, but you get a movie like like we said, "Sorry to Bother You," which is like it's so interactive and it makes you think, and you're just like, "Oh shit, it's funny, but it's sad," and it, it yeah, you know, it goes here, but it's still it's right here. It works on so many different levels, and you also like like why wouldn't you nominate Boots Riley because it's like his first film too. Like, isn't that like what? Isn't that what this whole thing is about? Is to like recognize the people, like either people who've been working for a long time, which is what they do, like Ro- like Roger Deakins. They finally gave him an Academy Award after what the most nominations in history, right? The, doesn't he, didn't he have? Yeah. And without winning, and then like also kind of recognizing like people who, hey, like this is their first film, and look at what they like Barry Jenkins. But they still didn't give Barry Jenkins the Academy Award for Best Director. They gave it to Damien Chazelle because he well, was like... he is a better oh director. Oh, my God. No, he's not. 
I would. I think I'm more on board with what you said. Where if it's like best uh, dramatic film, you know, best comedy film, best like sci-fi horror film. Although I feel like I feel like you need to split those. You up. Can split those. Um, I feel like they lump those two together too much. Yeah. No, I I think I think that would be a better solution, where. You could take uh, like best director, right? Could be anyone from the most like dramatic historical art piece to like you know the new wave sci-fi movie. But it's just you know best director, like oh that is the most prestigious, right? The guy heading the film, like the guy who makes the film, is he's the one who should win it because you can have you can have something that is the the best comedy and the best horror and the best sci-fi and the best uh, drama and having like an overall like best movie type of deal i think it would still be lopsided it'd still be like oh yeah i mean you know oh um like game night won best comedy but it's nowhere as good as um first man so even though first man didn't win and it's it's like you know it's best historical dramedy category. <laughs> We're gonna nominate for we best just get film. Very specific, like Netflix. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I feel like it would still move, but if you got got rid of it, then I, I think it would leave it more open to like, like you're right. Like you know how they said they have the like artistic one. Have that be just best director. You know, you have 10 of directors, doesn't matter what it is. Although I still feel like it might sway towards the drama because that's the only good film. Yeah, duh. But I think it would still be better when you get stuff where it's like, okay, yeah, maybe, you know, Damien Chazelle does get nominated for this, but you know who's also nominated is um, John Krasinski because look at what he did. Like, oh, look at what they did. That's amazing. Oh, he's definitely one of the best directors of the year. Yeah. Um, I mean, they technically do have that, but I feel like if they put that up yeah. as like the the award to close the ceremony out, I think that might be a little bit better. But this is all just us saying that what could work. I mean, they. They don't give a shit till I think they start losing a lot of money. Mm. Whatever. So, I don't know. We're obviously going to have this conversation again because the Oscars. So we'll just end it now. <laughs> Say thank you guys for listening. Thank you. Uh, we appreciate every listen. And oh, yeah. if you want to dive deep into our back catalog, Check out our Pippa page. We have every episode up there. And you can find a link at our or you could find a link on our Twitter and Instagram at INTB underscore podcast. Or email us directly at INTB podcast at gmail.com. Give us answers. If you had a, a category that you would want to see in the academy or just in general. You know, what would it be? Or what would you what was what was your favorite movie of the year? Let us know. But until then, guys, please remember have a very merry, scary Christmas. Yes. 
And while you do so, remember. It's not that bad. Not that bad. Not that bad at all. Right? It's not that bad. (laughs) 